0: Welcome back to Real Phonies, where we take a love for movies and television and combine it with very little knowledge about movies and television. I am your host, Christian. Joined with me, as always, are my co-host, Joseph. Yeah, hello. And Jehu. <coughs> so we're going to talk about the news. I feel like, to start of the news, we should say everybody's on fucking strike. Yep. There's nothing happening right now. But so, we haven't done this in I was, so. I was long. about to say.
1: Well, here's the thing: everything that's happening now has already happened. You know, yeah, like, we just didn't like, talk like, about. It. There will be a point in the not too distant future, if the strike doesn't stop, where there will stop being anything. It'll be know? COVID all over It'll, again. Yeah, <laughs> uh, but but for now, we're just trickling out on, on uh, material things that are already written. Dude, uh, speaking of the strike,
2: who who's your favorite guy from the strike? Because so many guys are making news with what they're doing during the strike.
0: My favorite thing that's happened during the strike so far is... I don't know what's his name. Stephen Amell, Stephen mm-hmm. Amell, talking all that shit about the strike, and then, like, five days later, people seeing him on the picket line. Like, that dude's publicist <laughs> was like, get, yeah. fucking
2: get a cardboard sign and get out there. 100%. That, and that was entertaining to me. I'm, mine's a tie. First of all, Drew Carey buying everybody on strike lunch every day. Yeah. What a fucking great guy. Sure. You know, what a guy who knows how to work. because I'm assuming all the shit he's done, who's lying, fucking... Mm-hmm. Uh, Uh, Price is right That dude has to be A billionaire A ton of money So yeah Good way to use your money And Man Early on I saw some speech By Craglin. What's Craglin's real name I know of course Sean Gunn Sean Gunn And I'm like Craiglin for president Yeah (laughs) That guy That guy can give An impassioned bit Yeah He
0: said something Along the lines of like how he was in Gilmore Girls, which was the most streamed show on Netflix like five years in a row, and he's made like $7.40. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. And you're like, oh shit, this really is a real problem. Right.
1: I know uh, I. I can't remember all the because a lot of the people that you see out there, the people you, like the nice guys of Hollywood, the right. ones that already have that reputation. I did see that the actress who played Aunt May in the, the Tobey Maguire Spider Man was out there, and she's like nine years old. Wow, which kicks <laughs> ass. Which first of all, good on her for still being alive for sure. <laughs> uh, my favorite is is the very beginning uh, when it the actual actor strike coincided with the oppenheimer premiere right and you know fucking killian murphy was just looking at his watch the whole fucking oh, time like counting time. down the seconds until right. he could just go fucking just home walk <laughs> off the red carpet yeah. yeah
0: very funny but yeah wga the writers guild and then sag the screen actors guild are striking there's no end in sight i guess i guess the studios made a counter proposal to the wga yesterday that apparently has given in to a lot of their demands, mm-hmm. but I don't I haven't heard any update if that was productive or not. But. Right. But all that to say, all this news is old as shit. We just haven't done a news episode in two months. Yep. So Deadpool 3. Right on. We're getting a lot of people coming back. Fucking Jennifer Garner as Electro. Yep. <laughs> ben Affleck as Matt Murdoch, apparently. Owen Wilson. We know Wolverine. we saw Wolverine. I was
1: about to say there are there are some I can't decide if they're a you know hero or villain. Uh, on set of this fucking movie, that is just showing us everything. Just <laughs> right. taking yeah. a picture of every single scene that they shoot for this movie.
0: We saw Wolverine's suit, yep. which is the classic yellow and blue. It's
2: kind of awful, and I love it. Yeah, yeah, it's not great,
0: right? You know, like it's not great in live action, but I'm super excited they're doing it. Just like. Charles Xavier's chair in Multiverse of Madness. Right. It doesn't make any fucking sense. <laughs> yeah. I don't care. Do right. it anyway.
2: Right, totally.
1: I, I also like that uh, you know, Hugh Jackman kinda of made a big deal after Logan about like this is the last time I'm gonna do this character. Right. And I, I, I think he got a lot of shit for coming back, but I think it's totally fine. And that, like, that's the last time, hopefully, maybe, we'll see how how uh, money works out because it's a motivating factor. Uh, but, you know, last time that we're taking that character seriously. Like, Logan right. is a fucking serious ass movie right. about a dumb superhero. And uh, I think now we can just be, like, Wolverine for fun bits. Yeah. And, you know, like, we don't need to take him seriously. That's fine. He's I, got
2: claws. He can stab Wade yeah. repeatedly. I think we'll still see him one more time serious. Yeah. I mean, I think when we do whatever we're going, either the Kang Dynasty or whatever is going to replace it. Yeah. I f- I feel like the fact that we haven't seen any new X-Men yet is that they want to do something with the old X-Men first.
0: Yeah, I think that's probably true. Mm-hmm. Uh, the rumor is that to get him to come back, he will be one of the leads in Secret Wars. All right on. So that like that was the pitch. I'll do it, but I have to be like a main character in Secret I Wars. I mean, the- I don't see a problem with that. No. If he still get, looks great. You get him and Toby Spider-Man? Right. Like side by side. 14-year-old me will just mm-hmm. shit a brick.
2: Yeah. Totally. 100%.
0: Um there's a whole also a whole bunch of other rumors. Who knows if they're true. I feel confident that all the people we
2: listed are actually in. Yeah, right. I mean, the thing with Deadpool rumors is almost always you can kind of believe them. Like yeah. like Because they've done so much wacky stuff already. The only one I don't believe is I don't think we'll ever see, you know, Captain America as the Human Torch. Yeah, they I don't say th- that every time, and I don't think they're going to do that because they don't want to muddy up the waters there. They want to bring Kath yeah. back one more time.
0: Too. There is the rumor that like Jessica Alba's back. Is it like some of those characters from that a version of Fantastic right. Four? But I don't think we'll see Chris Evans. Mm-hmm. The new one going around right now is Channing Tatum actually being Gambit. I I could totally because
2: yeah. that guy does not mind showing up for a gam- uh, cameo, even if humiliating. Like this is the end, mm-hmm. you know. They, will, I, in fact, it seems like he prefers those kind of right, cameos. Right. I like him in them. Yeah, I know for sure. He seems like a guy who has a healthy sense of humor about himself.
1: This is not related to anything we're, we're going through. I know we have a lot on our list, but I think about fairly regularly how mad I am that Josh Holloway wasn't Gambit and X-Men yes. Wolverine right. Dumbest fucking thing ever. Instead of fucking right. Taylor Kitsch. I do think... I, I don't think it would have launched his career. I don't think it would have made his career any better than it has been so far, but it just would have made me happy. Yes, he was the right 100%. person for it.
2: But it was it was, it was from that time when they were resistant to doing the obvious thing, which you know I think after RG, DJ we stopped doing. Yeah, you know it's like I, oh shit, we can do the obvious thing and it will actually work out. I think the Logan we're
0: gonna have in this is not the Logan we've had from the other movies, right. except I I think that we could walk away from this movie saying this Logan is from X two and everything X three yeah, yeah, origins yeah, yeah, yeah. is just fucking not canon. <laughs> yeah. yeah, none of that happened. X2 was the end
2: of this Wolverine story. I mean, I can't even remember where I heard it, but I, I've heard someone do the position that the only movies that are ever in an X-Men movie that are in canon is the one you're watching and the first one. <laughs> yes.
1: Because if you watch them yeah. in order,
2: none of them make sense with each other. Yeah. yeah,
1: That's funny.
2: Um, we'll talk about a reunion
0: that, when they broke up, destroyed this podcast, which is Joel and Ethan Cohen got back together. Yes,
2: they made one movie apart and we're yep. like no fuck this. <laughs> right. I wonder what happened and then what unhappened. Yeah. I mean it had to be some midlife crisis thing, right? Which, you know, it had to have been yeah, them just trying to prove that they could do right. it. Right. But they could they not. They can't,
1: yeah. Right. <laughs> and you know and, and America's better for it. Yeah. And
2: and yeah, good for them for realizing that. Good for them for not digging their heels in. And you know, I, of course I am a huge mark for the Coen brothers, so I'm glad yeah,
0: the trailer for the which did Joel is it Joel or Ethan who made the like lesbian
2: road trip movie? It's whichever one had not walked away from the tape. Yeah. So, that movie looks fine. That movie looks fine. It looks like he's maybe trying a little too hard to do it for the kids and yes. maybe is beyond that point in his life. It does but, not look like a Cohen movie. Right. It looks like someone trying to do a Cohen, brother Yeah.
0: Movie. So that's a little upsetting. And I feel like, yeah, it was either A, the one who walked away was like, this is kind of boring. Right. Or B, was like, bro, I cannot do this without you. Right. Um, well, because
2: I think the one that walked away wanted to go to doing stage. And maybe he realized, oh, that's a pain in the ass. Yeah, eight shows a week, bro. Right. Eight shows a week.
0: We have a little bit of casting news on Guillermo del Toro's next film, Frankenstein. Yep. I believe this is for Netflix. I might be wrong. It makes that. sense. He made right.
1: Pinocchio for Netflix. So.
0: Yes uh andrew garfield mia goth and oscar Isaac.
1: hang on specifically andrew garfield as victor frankenstein mia goth as his sister i guess yeah uh and then uh oscar isaac as the monster
0: fucking incredible
1: incredible (laughs) i love this cast so fucking much but you know what also if
2: you switch the two male roles it would still work dude i was just about to say make the movie twice and switch them Uh, I mean, the only thing I have a problem with is I'm convinced Mia Goth was created by AI. Yeah, for sure. Like, she's too on the nose. I just, yeah.
1: I just, I mean, I, I like you guys' point. That said, and I like Andrew Garfield, mm-hmm. but I do feel like he is the one that looks like he would be in love with his sister.
0: No, that's true. <laughs> uh, I don't know if you guys, I can't remember who it is, but there was a stage version of Frankenstein with Benedict Cumberbatch, and I think it was the guy who played Sherlock Holmes in the. In the American Sherlock oh, yeah, yeah. show. yeah, Right. And they would switch every night. That's fine. One oh, right. the monster, one would play the doctor, and they would alternate. Johnny Lee Miller? Johnny Lee yeah. Miller. And, uh, yeah, I want that concept for this movie. Yeah. Because it absolutely would work. <laughs> oh. And I want to watch both versions. Totally. Uh, and I'm just happy that it, I didn't love the last few GDT movies, but I'm still ex- always excited to watch them.
2: I mean, he's someone who will always give a shot.
0: Yeah. So this one, we talked about the writers being on strike, the actors being on strike. The directors are not on strike. So there is still news of like movies being made, movies being agreed to. One of the big rumors going out there right now is old Kenneth Branagh directing a live action adaptation of the classic Disney cartoon Gargoyles.
1: I mean, it fits, right? Like, yeah, it's so perfect. <laughs> I mean,
2: it's very on the nose, but it also sounds awesome. It's
1: like when you
0: make the first Thor movie and right. actually I, like have him talk I was, like Thor. Right. I was
1: about to say, I, one of the things I like about Kenneth Branagh is, he's like, I know I like Shakespeare, but I can do other stuff. But as long as it's still kind of Shakespeare, <laughs> <laughs> like yeah. as long as it's Shakespeare with something else. Right. The
0: question is, I mean, like either Kenneth Branagh has to cast himself in this movie. Yes, he does right. not make yeah. a movie where he doesn't he's absolutely gonna be a gargoyle right right? does he make himself the lead
2: (laughs) I mean I don't see another one he fits better for I know
0: that's true right like that's the one he could play but also like Clancy Brown is right fucking yeah that's true yeah (laughs) either way I'm excited I fucking love this for sure yeah yeah uh, and I think he's the right guy to make it. If, if all this, stuff if anybody out. is like, look yeah. again,
1: no, nobody, nobody needs to make this. No, but, if, no. but if anyone is going to, it should be Kenneth Branagh.
0: Yeah. If people are unfamiliar with the plot, it's these gargoyles were protecting a like castle. This is thirty seconds of plot. Protecting a castle, something happens. They get frozen in time. They're placed on a modern day skyscraper. Woke back up. They got to protect that. That's the castle now. It's kind of fucking ridiculous, right? But it's also like. Yeah, Shakespearean yeah. and, like, yeah. dramatic for this kid's cartoon. I don't know. I'm excited
1: for yeah, it. Yeah, it's going to be good.
0: One thing that we reviewed on this ponte- podcast that I'm really excited for is coming back fucking Castlevania. Yeah. This time, <laughs> Castlevania Nocturne, kind of a sequel, right? It's supposed to be- Yeah, like, I think it's great, like The Next great, Generation. Great oh, or yeah, like I don't know. I think it's a couple years later. It takes okay. place during the French Revolution. I don't know. This show is horny, and it's gory, and I'm here for
1: <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, look, my, my only hope is I didn't love the first- I, it was the first season, or just the first part of the first season of Castlevania. Like I like the animation, uh, and I like the general like concept and world, but I felt like the leads really sucked. I've I, I yeah. mentioned before mm-hmm. I felt like they they remind me of just like a D and D party right. of like real people, like mm-hmm. <laughs> of, of just like kind of idiots who don't belong who like are, are you know just making their way Yeah through, yeah whatever. Yeah. And then like season 2 you introduce like all of the vampire hierarchy below Dracula right. and all like the machinations between them and that's super fun and I love the bits where we spend time with them and I hate the bits where we spend time with our main people. Trevor Belmont. So if we can just make our main people interesting also even a little bit more interesting right. this show's great. I'm all in it.
0: Yeah. This is one that, when COVID first hit, we were really like, I don't know what the fuck we were going <laughs> to yeah, do. So we binged Castlevania, and I'm happy we did. Yeah, I have no, stuck r- with no it. regrets about it. It's a fun show, uh, and I'm happy
2: it's finally coming back. Um, this time without your creepos writing it, apparently. Right. Well, I mean, I was going to say, as a fan of man's work, I'm kind of glad Warren Else is gone, beyond just that he's you know, a creep. It's, he kind of can only write two voices, the bastard and the bastard's victim. Mm. and I, getting some writers that can do some more things would probably be nice. Yeah, this would be the first season Warren Ellis
0: did not write. Right. So he was canceled before the last one, right. but he had already written that and they used his script. So I'm gonna move on to the trailers. We'll do casting last. Ridley Scott's Napoleon. It's got Joaquin Phoenix. It's about Napoleon. It's also got... Is that Vanessa Kirby? Pretty sure it is. Oh, it might be, yeah. yeah.
1: Oh, look, I don't give a shit about anything about no. this trailer, about this movie. The only thing that I do give a shit about is there's a cover of Radiohead's National Anthem, and there I can't fucking find what cover it is. Because it's not bad. I don't yeah. dislike it, and I love Radiohead covers. <laughs> I just, So if anybody else knows, let I, me know. I,
2: I, I don't know, man. I just... That I, I understand you liked it, but I think that was the thing that pissed me off about this trailer the most. Like we're really doing a slowed down, deconstructed right, version right. <laughs> off a fucking song off Kid A, the deconstruction album. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, come on! I'm mean, I'm with Joseph here. I thought it was actually a pretty good cover. Yeah. Truth be told, it just felt like a snake eating its own tail. Yeah, it's a hat on a hat. Right. I agree with
0: you. Oh. Um I do not give a shit about this
2: movie. No, I, I said this when you guys first showed it to me, and I still this I think this movie should have starred Joe Pesci. That would have been funny. He's short? been short, and it wouldn't have been so fucking obvious. Like, like of course, Walking Phoenix. And I, I go back on Walking first Walking I think he's okay. He's a weirdo, you know. I fucking hate Joker, but I'll watch the sequel, you know. Yeah. I don't know if I'll watch this. I will not be. No, probably not. Probably because also it's going to be four hours, I'm sure.
0: Yeah, I mean, listen, we already know he's making, Ridley Scott's making Gladiator 2. But, like, how different is this really other than just fucking Gladiator, but from Joaquin's perspective? Right. I don't think any. Right, right. And I don't give a shit. Right. Wonka. Would you really not talk about this trailer? Because it's fucking weird.
1: I don't think so. Uh,
0: Timothy Chalamet stars as young Willy Wonka, I guess... Is that movie take... Where does Wonka take place? Yeah, I don't know. Do we know? Is it a real place? Gotham. <laughs> yeah, everyone has a mix of accents. Good. I never right. really know. Either way, he shows up where he builds the Chocolate Factory. It's him starting the Chocolate yeah. Factory. Um, this trailer's fine.
1: And yeah, and look, it's a movie that no one needed. It's a story that no one needed. I don't love Timothy Chalamet as Wonka. What's your opinion? Well, here? I was going to say... I don't love that we're doing another Wonka, but I do kind of like
2: him. He does sort of look like a sexy, twink Gene Wilder. I mean, totally uh, disagree. Uh,
0: uh, I don't know why we cast Timothy Chalamet when that dude from The Bear was right there. Well, that that's guy, a
2: good point. He looks just like fucking but, Gene Wilder. But that's like sweaty, kick-your-ass Gene Wilder. I, I
1: prefer I that. I prefer so, that. So, so that's actually my metric. My <laughs> issue with Timothy Chalamet is the same issue I had with Remy Malek in <laughs> uh, whatever fucking movie we hate so much. <laughs> uh, in that, in that, there's no light. <laughs> there's no light behind his eyes. You know, yeah, like he's really, doing. He's dead inside. He's doing the right things. The movements are there. Like he's widening his eyes, but like there's no light inside at all. Uh, and uh, you know, obviously, if there was another Gene Wilder out there, he'd be in this movie. He'd be in every fucking movie. There's like there's no, just for, not, sure. for sure. I get that, but I do feel like the metric that we should be going by is: Do you believe this Wonka will hurt children? And Gene Wilder, absolutely. Johnny Depp. Absolutely right. No, he totally. doesn't
0: have the darkness. He then. doesn't
1: have the darkness.
2: Yeah. Sweaty guy from the bear would definitely hurt yeah. children. Mm-hmm. I, I I was gonna say I I did not have a way to work this into the podcast till you brought it up just now. I just, I've been on this podcast. We will rock use one lone defender. But I just found out today that uh, Freddie Mercury was a Jack Kirby fan, and since they didn't cover it in that movie, fuck it. <laughs> okay, Jack Kirby is your hero. Right.
0: I mean, I'm going to see this movie. The trailer is fun if I will only see it because that fucking Oompa Loompa part cracks me up. Right. I mean, everything about it is just funny to me. I just don't think he gives a shit anymore. I- <laughs> I don't know that it looks good, but I'm here for it's it. It's
1: funny to me that like Hugh Grant I know, like reportedly is a huge asshole. Right. Nobody has yeah. ever liked working with him, right. but he keeps getting jobs and I like him when he's on screen. Yeah. It's just amazing to me that that guy has built such a long career despite the fact that no one has ever liked working with I, him. I can't wait for
0: the press store when they're like, so why Anoopa Loompa? And he's going to be like, I saw the check.
1: Yeah,
2: that's, and that's, that's I mean, going to be the whole answer. Yeah. I mean, he 100% has moved into his Michael Caine in the 80s phase, when yeah. Michael Caine would Show up to anything you would pay him for. Yeah,
0: I don't know. I'm excited for it. That I'm excited for that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not Waka. We got the final trailer for Ahsoka, which is just—it's so good. It's all the things you want. <laughs> right. I talked. It's,
1: it's all the things you want. All I want.
0: We've talked about it at length before on here <laughs> on what we've been watching. I have nothing new to say other than it comes out in eight fucking days, and I just could not be more excited about it.
2: Uh, I've I've been watching Clone Wars and Rebels, trying to, like, you know, stoke the fires. Then they don't need to be stoked. I'm super fucking excited for this shit. I really have high hopes for it.
1: As somebody who has been out of the Star Wars lore for a good while now, I watched Clone Wars years ago, Mm -hmm. uh, which I don't remember most of it. I never watched Rebels. I'm excited to watch the show and see how much of it I fucking understand. (laughs) I feel like... I'm gonna try
2: to give you a five-episode list of of uh,
1: no, I don't. I don't want you to. I, I want to know how good this show there, is gonna be. But the thing is, there's there's a few episodes of Rebels
2: that are just so fucking good that it's hard for me to know you. Watched <laughs> it. Have you
0: guys watched the latest trailer with the Anakin voiceover? Yes. Mm. Oh, dude. Makes yeah. me cry. Yeah,
2: I know. Uh, <laughs> t- I said this before. Like, I can't be drinking when I watch this show. I'll get weepy. It, it's, it's got feels. It's him doing
0: the dialogue from the Tales of the Jedi episode where Anakin is teaching Ahsoka, like, preparing her. He's like, I won't be there all the time. Right. you know." And, like, hearing Hayden Christensen say those mm-hmm. lines, fucking gut-wrenching. Right. He will absolutely be a Force ghost in this, and I
2: cannot wait. 100%.
0: Uh, we saw our first bits from Loki season two. There's time jumping. Jonathan Majors is still in it. Yep. Uh, McDonald's apparently plays a big part. <laughs> right. I don't have much else. Looks good. I'm excited for it.
2: I mean, I, I mean, 100%. Disney is saying, "Hey, we fucked up with James Gunn. Let's try to fucking ride the crest until we find out re- whether we really got to get rid of this guy mm-hmm. or not." Which I think they're gonna have to get yeah, rid of. Yeah, probably. This guy. I also think it was probably too late. What are you right. going for at least Loki season two, I'm 100. I think this has been. I bet the acting in this has been done for quite a while. Yeah,
1: I'm. I'm hoping this season will be what I'm more of what I wanted the first season to be, which is just Doctor uh, Who. Well, yeah, I guess so. i would never watched Doctor Who, but just Owen Wilson and, and uh, Tom Hiddleston on high You know, going on adventures, being goofy together, and that fucking score is coming it's back. So which I'm So excited. Yeah, about.
0: The score's great. Uh, and that brings us to the last trailer that's come out recently. Actually, just came out today, which is "Fucking Maestro" by Bradley Cooper, where he plays Leonard Bernstein. And yeah, it looks.
1: Great. It's it's just, it's you, for you and me specifically, yeah. Christian. But yes,
0: I was like, as much as I ra- I thought, as soon as I, watched, I was like, I'm going to take out everything I said about Oppenheimer and then say it again <laughs>
2: about this movie. Honestly, when I clicked on the trailer, I I was ready to dislike it, but it was a solid trailer.
0: Yeah. It's going to be good. Ian's going to be on my side because he doesn't care if it's good or not. It just has Bradley Cooper in it.
1: Right, right. It's going to be great. I mean, look, you've already taken what I was going to say, which is I think this is going to be a better biopic than Oppenheimer, but we'll see.
0: Yeah. I have really high
1: expectations yeah. for it. I'm really, really excited.
0: Uh, and that takes us to uh, all the casting is. We'll start where
2: we went wrong. So we got re- we got to retract some stuff about Fantastic Four. I mean, it's funny because we never. Do casting rumors really? Ever. Because no. but this one was seemed so in the bag that we we have to retract. Everyone was talking about it,
0: and it was like leading up, like literally hours leading up to the strike. So right, it's like we got to fucking close these deals. Right, and so it felt kind of genuine. Right, but apparently that whole cast we said not happening. Which the rumor is still that they were all offered; those people were all offered, but yeah. they turned it down, right. and that. Uh, Vanessa Kirby did close a deal. She is Sue Storm. Okay, which apparently the movie will be told from her perspective, because I guess we've done three movies now from Reed, so we're gonna do it from somebody else's. Right. Joseph Quinn was rumored for Johnny Storm. Mm-hmm. Apparently, maybe not.
1: Jack Quaid was also rumored, but Jack also-
0: Quaid was also rumored. Jack Quaid seems old for it. Yeah, but I feel like he'd be so. Funny.
1: <laughs> I think he'd be good
0: too. <laughs> Paul Mescal is who we didn't mention last time. He's still apparently rumored. Uh, and the only other, I think, confirmed person was the brother... Not the brother guy from the bear, but he looks like the main dude from the bear. What is that guy's name?
1: I don't know. His name is Ivan Moss Bacharach? I don't know how to say that, but yeah.
0: He's Jewish, so I thought he'd be the thing, but apparently that that's just me assuming. I also think... Rumor is
2: they're going to do Galactus, so this dude would be a fucking killer Silver Surfer if they went that route. I mean, if they're going straight into Galactus, I say fucking go for it. Do it. I, I'm really bummed about David Diggs. I really thought he would have... Because yeah, yeah, yeah. it would have been a... Not just because it would have made me right, although I like being right, uh, but uh, because... I think it would be a different voice from the thing we always get a gruff thing and that guy's not really gruff so
1: to to follow from my point from the last time we talked about this Mm. casting news uh and the reason i wanted to be the guy from the bear as the thing is he's probably the only person on earth i can think of that can pull off it's clobber in time
0: (laughs) yeah no i totally see it like if he is the thing i do think he's a good cast for it Uh, Truth be told I think he's a good actor I don't care As long as he's in this movie He could be fucking Victor Von Doom He'd probably do a great job At that too So a few weeks ago They were
2: talking about Matt Smith for Reed Have we already Oh we didn't talk about that
0: that, Yeah no Matt Smith is the other Rumored casting Is for Reed Richards He's apparently the number Two to Adam Driver Mm -hmm. The word I heard was That when the strike ends They're gonna pitch Adam Driver Essentially one more time Right it's,
1: it's hard to imagine after Adam Driver's done Star Wars that he's gonna come back and do he did Marvel. fucking 65 I, yeah, I mean that's a good point <laughs> <laughs> right but
0: I don't know I kind of think Matt Smith would be really good at I Reed. would like
1: Matt Smith yeah I, I,
2: I like Adam Driver a lot better of course as an actor because he's a much better actor mm-hmm. but I, th- I
0: think Matt Smith might be a better
2: fit. There's
0: this thing like I definitely think when you look at the original cast we said and which again, I think all of those people are still in the they're probably all still the top choices. I think they are absolutely like the gold standard swing as high as you can, hit a home run. But this other cast, this like if it really is Matt Smith, Vanessa Kirby, Joseph Quinn and that other guy, they're going to do a good fucking job.
2: Right. It seems like also since Everybody got swept away, and now we've got a new group. They must be casting this as a group, which I think is a, a good idea. Yeah. You know, Cast people who they think will work well off each other.
0: Again, I also think a big driving force of this, maybe we didn't know this at the time, and it's hard to say it because Barbie came out right when the strike happened, but Warner Brothers will not let fucking Margot Robbie go.
2: Right. right.
0: They, they, there are now four Barbie movies and five Harley Quinn movies yeah, yeah. all in the docket. Like, <laughs> right.
1: That is happening.
0: I'm sure of it. So there's no way they were going to let her go to
1: Marvel. They've got her locked into a Warner Brothers suite yes. somewhere, <laughs> not letting her out. For
0: sure. Uh, and that takes us to the big casting news. Again, it's been so fucking long since we talked about this. We know who the Superman cast is. We have David Cornsweet as Superman. Right. I've never seen that guy in Never anything. seen
1: him anything. My favorite thing about him is his, 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 he both sounds like the most British and the most American He's person, depending fucking how say it. American. Oh mm-hmm. sure, but his name is his name. When you read it, it is you know corn sweat. Yeah, right. it sounds very British. But if you just kind of like leave out the e, it's corn sweat. Yeah. Right, which sounds very <laughs> American. Right.
0: I don't know. I saw a picture of him. I was like, oh yeah, he looks smart. He's a little skinny, but hey, you can beef it up. Right. Um, I'm just happy that one of our main fucking superheroes is actually an American again. Right. It's a stupid thing to be excited about, but whatever, I'm I'm looking forward to it.
2: Well, I mean, they're never gonna give us Bond. No. They're no. never gonna let Walton Goggins be uh James Bond, which is the correct choice right now. But so yeah, we need Superman back. Uh this is off topic, but there's a meme
0: going around of how the if you combined the entire cast of Always Sunny together, it just is Walton Goggins. <laughs> and it's
1: terrifyingly <laughs> accurate. I I mean, look, I would pay good money to see Wally Gogg's do a British accent. (laughs) No way, bro.
0: And our lowest Lane is Rachel Brosnahan, who I didn't watch Marvelous Miss Maisel.
2: I heard it was good.
1: She's fine.
2: She's fine. Sarah does not like this show, so I have to stand against this on principle.
0: I Uh, know she was the oldest person they were screen testing. Right. She is
1: a brunette.
2: She is a brunette. She is a brunette. I think she'll be better than Amy Adams. Sure.
1: I mean, I don't. I don't think it's Amy Adams' fault. She was I, miscast. I, guess. I
2: think Amy Adams was fine. She'll definitely be better than Chick from The OC. Whatever yeah, the fuck I her name her. is. I can't remember her name. Is that
0: Anthony Kerrigan? Is that here yeah. right there? And Nathan Fillion god there's more too because we got a whole bunch of superheroes animals, yeah yeah but i don't remember them all the uh, god what's his name from first class uh the black dude is supposed to he can absorb any material i, I
1: was about to say well the darwin is the character darwin yeah the I, I didn't write down the actor's name because i don't recognize the actor's mm-hmm. name and you probably don't either but yeah if you if you remember first class he was uh, darwin he's the guy who yeah, can adapt right. to whatever yeah uh Cool character. One of those guys like who you didn't know coming in who was kind of a standout in the cast and then got killed off early for no reason. And we Terrible haven't, decision. I haven't really seen him since then, so I'm, I'm excited to see him get another he's, chance Mr. To Terrific? He was also... So, Mr. Terrific, that's correct. He was also yeah.
2: the Mormon doctor from the reality uh, show season of uh, House. Yeah, you're right. I mean, I, I think he's a good fit for uh, Mr. Terrific, and I think Mr. Terrific is a great deep cut to bring in early on. Yeah, the girl who played Dora the Explorer...
0: Isabella something I don't know I am not gonna, she was Dora the Explorer in live action she's gonna play hot girl fine yeah cool Nathan Fillion's Guy Gardner of course he is he's a good choice
1: it's, it's not of course he is because he's been playing Hal Jordan his whole fucking life <laughs> yeah exactly and so it's 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 a great choice to make him Guy Gardner right.
0: how do you watch Firefly and not be like oh that guy should be yeah you. yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. I don't know it's it's an interesting concept that Superman's gonna walk into a world full of heroes. And I think it's a great way for them to just be like, it doesn't, it maybe it counts, maybe it doesn't, fuck it, and you can decide, <laughs> whatever. Right. And we're just going to move forward.
2: Right. I mean, I don't think we're starting in his very beginning. So he still could be early in the superhero, you know. Oh, I think, yeah, I think he will. I mean, I think he'll be like, First year at the Daily Plan. I, I I think he it's he's basically gonna be in the same spot that Robert Pattinson is in the Batman, where yeah. he's he's started but he's not
0: established. It also kind of seems like I feel like we're gonna do like an almost all star Superman thing. Like it's going to I, I think it's gonna focus a lot on Superman showing up and not only being the best because right. he's Superman, but because he's also the best person, right? Right. And I think that's gonna be a central theme in this movie, which I think is. We haven't seen in a long time when right. it comes to Superman. Especially if you go back, Superman returns, that guy was gone into space for 30 years or something, and then Man of Steel, he murders a guy. So, like, it'll be f- interesting to see this take on Superman, I think. Right.
1: I mean, I think i we've talked about this extensively uh, personally. Uh, about, like, uh, I don't know, what Superman stories are kind of, like, exemplify, like, the selling points of, like, what we should be doing right. with Superman. And, you know, I, I feel like the the two animated movies that I, I lean on and would show somebody, if I was like, this is why Superman's pretty cool, is All-Star Superman and Superman versus the Elite. Right. And if they can just, like, tie that shit together... You, you lead me into
2: my thing, because my theory for a while has been that the villains in this or the antagonists in this will be the authority or mm. a version of the authority, which the elite was based on. And some of these heroes sort of fit in those spots. So it could be like an early version of the authority before we get to the actual authority. Like, you know, Hawkgirl is interchangeable with Swift. Guy Gardner is kind of interchangeable with any of them, you know, (laughs) Uh, specifically, though, I think that he'd be a switch out for the doctor, you know, Mm. that sort of thing. So I think that's what these guys might be. I think they may be edgier heroes that he's sort of trying to show a different way.
0: Yeah. And I think the rumor is the authority is in the
2: movie. Right. I I,
0: I agree with you. I think we're probably going to switch out some characters, maybe for some that people more recognize or something like that. Because Guy Gardner is a dick right and that's uh, like the only thing that
1: anybody knows about him he wears
0: a vest and he's an asshole (laughs) and uh so you know the idea of Superman showing up and being like you didn't have to kill that guy right I think is you know whatever it'll be a good Superman
2: I mean I I feel like you've gotta do Apollo and the Midnighter and the rest of them you could just find DC characters that are analogs for them since they're basically analogs for DC characters Mm -hmm. yeah either way I'm looking forward to it yeah that's the news
1: All right, that's the news uh, well, what have we been watching the last couple of weeks, guys?
0: You know, I really haven't watched too much. So I am going to talk about one of my favorite albums of my childhood, the 1977 meatloaf classic, Bad Out of Hell. Oh, right on. <laughs> Which is that I kind of view it in a new light. Like, uh, I don't know if it's. I don't know if it's post Barbie and you're just, you know, seeing the patriarchy right. everywhere. Right. But that album, every single song, is that Men Are Assholes. <laughs> right. Men right. will do and say anything to get in your pants. That is the point. The 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 lore, right? I don't know, actually don't know if any of this is true, but I've always heard my whole life is that it's like a it's just you know rock opera it's a story and it's like a modern retelling of peter pan except we know where neverland is it's in your pants and you don't have to think happy thoughts and some really shitty dudes will give you some pixie dust to make it happen and by the way everyone knows paradise by the dashboard lights that's the funnest song it's it is like a really good time the it it is the euphemism as cleanly and like, obviously stated as possible. Right. There's like a two-minute, like, hey, baseball's kind of like sex, bro. Uh, There's a song, there's a baseball bit, and then there's the end, which sums up the whole thing, which is that men will be in a loveless, hapless marriage with you if you let them have sex at least once. He goes his entire life, and he is praying for death so that he can... And so I was just like, oh, this is terrible. This is really bad. It, what got me thinking about it is I was listening to the song, Two Out of Three Ain't Bad. Which my whole life, my mom has said things like, you know what Love said, two out of three ain't bad. Like if I'm like, mom, that just sucks. And she's like, you know what love said, two out of three ain't bad. And then you really like listen to the words and you think about it in, in the album as a whole. What is the three that he's talking about? <laughs> right. Let me tell you what it is. So it's first, I want you, I need you. Let's be honest, those are the same things. Right. I want to fuck you. Right, But the third thing, the third thing that he leaves out is, I'm never going to love you. Right. I want you and I need you, but I'm never going to love you. So, two out of three ain't bad. The whole point of the song is that it is bad. We've just gotten it wrong. For, like, we've just accepted it as part of our society that two out of three ain't bad when the third thing is the most important thing.
2: So, really, it is bad.
1: You've had a lot of ruminations I, on meatloaf. <laughs> yeah, I have.
2: Bro. <laughs> I'm going to say this. I always soon the, uh, the third was the butthole. <laughs> but, but then I'm I'm I am prone to whenever I can't peg an analogy on a song, I just go to the butthole. Yeah, that's a good one. But uh,
0: yeah, I don't know. I've thought about Meatloaf driving a, my car a lot lately. <laughs> in the car, I've been thinking about it because that song popped on my Spotify once.
2: I think I think Meatloaf in rock and roll hierarchy is underrated. I think Alice Cooper gets all his cred of sort of being the godfather mm. of. Of theatrical rock, and I, I, you know, I think Alice Cooper did start first, yeah. but Meatloaf went for it a lot harder.
0: Yeah, I mean, listen, I'm not like a Meatloaf super fan. Right. Bad Out of Hell two is not good. Right. Bad Out of Hell three, he should have been arrested for. Right. But one is a is a fairly fun right. like rock album. Right. Like it, it is a good time. The only thing I'll talk about is fucking. Did you watch Hard Knocks? Yeah. Hard Knocks is no longer. Informational. It's an infomercial. So
1: what I, I, I did want to talk about. I wasn't even <laughs> going to talk about this, but now we're going to talk about this. Uh, I uh, you should like Aaron Rodgers. That so was that whole <laughs> I spent an hour. So uh, uh, for Hurt and our, our general listeners, we talk about this every year. I think mm. Hard Knocks is is the the show HBO does where they follow a failing NFL team during their preseason and kind of. Supposedly, you're supposed to, like, get invested in the storylines. It's generally about, like, rookies who are, like, on the bubble mm-hmm. or, or existing veterans that are just trying to keep a job kind of thing. And just, like, general team dynamics. And it's, you know, live. So they're, they're doing it week to week as the preseason goes on. So they don't know how it ends and you don't know how it's going to
0: Yeah, end. from a technical perspective. It's, inc- it's incredible it's how they do It's impressive.
1: Uh, uh, so the Jets have been sort of forced to do it. And they're, they're real, being real bitchy about it. And one of the things they don't want to do is any of, like, the, the rookie storylines or, the, you know, the people who will get released at the end. So, like, that's out, even though that's, like, 80% of the, the show. The, the, you know, like, the appeal of the show, for mm-hmm. sure. The other big thing about the Jets, for, for you, Hurt, because you don't know, right. is very famous, very, uh, f- f- at some point in his career, very good quarterback uh, Aaron Rodgers moved from Green Bay to the Jets this right. season. Uh, And the other thing about Aaron Rodgers, if you don't know, he's a huge asshole. (laughs) (laughs) I think I did know that.
0: Fucking loves ayahuasca. (laughs) Like, just Um. asshole. Mm.
1: And so, yeah, because because the the team that is being featured gets cut rights mm-hmm. on this show, the Jets were like, people only watch this show for the good stuff, right? So <laughs> it is very much just like a, a huge Jets infomercial. And at least the whole first episode is just like Aaron Rodgers is not that bad yeah. guy. <laughs> <laughs> There's so
0: many moments of just dudes on the sidelines. Aaron will do something, which in his defense is impressive and they'll be like man the media just gets all wrong about (laughs) and it
1: probably happens 10 times oh way more it's literally the whole episode but my favorite thing about it so i mean you know there there's like there's a fun bit of like you get a sense of the personality of the people who are trying to sell you the story by what parts of it they present to you but i think like that bit is kind of fun but the other thing that's fun is uh for, for forever seasons of this show Leave Schreiber has done the voiceover for this uh, for Hard Knocks. And Aaron Rodgers knows that and it was apparently like a big Leave Schreiber fan, so they fucking flew him out on a helicopter of wherever whatever fucking bunker he was living in to come to a Jets practice. And look, I still don't like Aaron Rodgers. Nothing about this fucking show made me like think any better of him. But I loved how like genuinely excited he was to see Leave Schreiber (laughs) of all fucking people that Aaron Rodgers could meet. Leave Schreiber.
0: Yeah. Uh, Leif Schreiber gets up at like 4 o'clock in the morning and records the dialogue like the day of Yeah. but what's great too is that it's so early in the morning but you know he's pounding cigars his voice is so low and (laughs) raspy at that time that is just the most soothing thing. Right. Listen, it's better than, it was a better first episode than some of the other ones recently. It was better than the two, like, in-season ones they've done. Those oh, no, suck.
1: In-season, in like, you don't get the point of the yeah. show when you're doing the in-season ones. But
0: it just, yeah, it was an infomercial for the New York Jets. And listen, fuck the J-E-T-S Jets. That's my opinion.
1: yeah yeah. It's just it's so crazy to me. Fuck, I'm sorry I hurt. We're, we're no, going to talk about other stuff eventually. <laughs> it's just so crazy to me because every single team that's ever been featured on Hard Knocks, like people get invested in the stories, and I think whether or not they appear to be sympathetic, yeah. like whether or not, like however they choose to cut it. People get invested anyway, Uh, and uh, even when you put in the bad stuff, you know, you you put in how inept your coaches are or how much assholes your your main players are. I've never seen a season where coming out of it, more people aren't, like, invested and fans of that organization and, like, you know, more eager to tune in or, you know, care about whatever's happening. Right. So, like... The fact that, that the Jets are like, we only need to show the good stuff because otherwise people aren't going to like us. <laughs> I was like, well, <laughs> fuck. I, you don't get why people do like, right, why people exactly. like stories. Right. Anyway.
2: Hurt, what have you been watching? Okay. Uh, I've, got, I've got three things I'm going to cover real quick on all of them. Uh, first thing, the new Hives album come, came out. You guys remember I was really mm-hmm. excited about it. I was not fucking disappointed. It's 33 minutes of pure fucking awesome uh i cannot say enough good things about it it's it's like downing six cups of coffees like in rapid succession like it just it gets the pulse going it's great love it way better than transformers second thing i'm going to talk about uh i watched three insidious movies whoa mm. why did i watch three insidious movies when i Don't am like on record movies. for not really acting horror yep. well it, you can trace it to ghost uh, so the most recent Insidious movie, apparently Patrick Wilson is a huge metalhead. His best friend is Slash. Okay. Wow. Uh, he, you know, super into Ghost. When he was uh, getting the movie together, he thought, look, I'm going to call up Tobias Forge, see if there's some ghost music I can use for it. Uh, ghost, their last EP they had put out had been a, uh EP of covers, and it had originally been intended to be... A sort of an album of covers. But he decided to basically take everything off it that didn't, like, rock. So uh, he called him up and he's like, well, I have this uh, cover of a Shakespeare sister song called Stay that uh, sort of goes with what you do in these movies. Uh, You can have it. And then Patrick Wilson also sings on it. And it's pretty fucking awesome. Okay. So because of that, Sarah was like, well, we need to watch the new Insidious that that's in. But we have, we're like, we have to watch the old ones first. Like, fuck, we're going to have to watch like six Insidious movies. But turns out one and two are the Patrick Wilson movies. Three and four are prequels then back to patrick wilson on five so we just watch one and two and three and i'm going with better than transformers on them they are real light they're they're Jehu horror like the first one is basically just a cover of poltergeist and then the second one is basically that again but with like every movie that's sort of like that that's like horror but that like you know wusses like me can take There's silence of the lambs in there there's psycho in there it's that kind of stuff And, uh, you know, the third one is more just like a father and son story. But, I mean, the body count is so low in these. The second one, nobody dies. Whoa. There's, you know, they show people who have died in the past, but nobody dies in the current story. I'm going to give these better than Transformers. I had a good time watching them. I'm not going to say they're great, but they're
0: good. This is the horror frame. James
2: Wan started these, right? Right. Like before The Conjuring or something like that. He did one and two and then left. And then the newest one, Patrick Wilson directed himself. Interesting. Uh, What was the third thing? Oh, okay. So I talk a lot about wrestling on here. You guys know that. But I don't really watch a lot of wrestling anymore. I watch a lot of content about wrestling. But I don't know. New wrestling for the past couple years has, I don't know, left me cold. I kind of got into AEW for a little bit. But... It kind of is like a Universal Studios stunt show, you know? Like, Or, you know, here's what it's like. Mission Impossible, there's a whole lot of stunts, a whole lot of action, but they're telling a story. This is more like Fast and the Furious. Mm. It's just a whole lot of stunts and action, but there, no, very few people in that company besides maybe MGF, MJF, Samoa Joe, and of course CM Punk can tell a story. But... There is a wrestler I'm finally getting behind after years. Uh, it's It probably wouldn't shock anyone because he's blowing up in the WWF right now, even though I don't want to push him. L.A. Knight. Mm. Uh, I actually saw when, uh, when WWE came to Pensacola last time, I saw him wrestle Bray Wyatt. Uh, and, you know, it was one of those things where... Bray was supposed to be the the good guy. He was supposed to be the heel. But people were really getting behind L.A. and I. And he's kind of having that sort of arc. And that's the best sort of thing that can happen mm-hmm. in wrestling. Someone who the crowd just decides... We're getting behind that guy. That's how Stone Cold blew up. And this guy really gives off Stone Cold uh, sort of the rock vibes. Some people even accuse him of maybe being an imitation of those guys. But, you know, fuck it. As long as you're doing a good job of imitating, I don't mind. So I'm going to give L.A. Knight better than Transformers. He's got me tuning into wrestling again for the first time in a while.
1: All right. Cool. Uh, I watched a lot of things because I was on a plane. Uh, but it was a short plane. First off, actually, I'm going to take the first bit of my my uh, what i have been watching to uh, say, suck it, American Airlines. Everything about your service is awful. Right. Uh, <laughs> uh, but I watched *Violent Night* uh, at at uh, oh, right the request of you and, and our old pal Trey. Right. Uh, it's fucking great. It is the right tonal balance of like the the. I mean, it's, it's mostly comedy. There's like. Right. But just like action comedy, goofy, you know. I think they do like creative stuff with all the Christmas themed murders. Right. Uh, uh, fucking what's his face, Dave, David Harbour? David Harbor, David Harbor, David Harbor, very good in it. I think a lot of the jokes and laughs are action oriented. Mm-hmm. Like they're right. they're about the the cleverness of the kills and not necessarily the jokes. There is one particular joke that did kill me though, which I really enjoyed. Uh, the, the, the the subplot before all the murdering happens right. is it's it's two children of uh, a wealthy woman are trying to vie for her favor uh the woman's name is gertrude uh and it's a son and a daughter and they're kind of going at it and the the daughter's family says uh you know you guys have always been the big suck-ups in the family you even named your daughter gertrude uh uh, to get her good graces and the son's family replies yeah but you named your son bertrude and that's not even a name (laughs) <laughs> I really enjoyed that. It's <laughs> pretty solid. Uh, anyway, second movie I watched uh, Collateral with Jamie Foxx and uh, Tom, uh, Cruise. Tom Cruise. I was kind of excited about it specifically because, like, Tom Cruise in a villain role is. Not very common, right? Uh, but he's still just very much Tom Cruise, right? There's not a lot of acting; it's just like the, the same kind of very like white intensity that <laughs> right. he has, uh, uh, just channeled to you know uh, a murder instead of promoting films like it usually is. <laughs> <laughs> I love Collateral. It's a good. Well, yeah. it's, it's a good movie, but it just stops. Like, yeah. the, the final confrontation happens, and it just stops. And there's, like, a lot of things that they've, like, started. Like, right. there's there's a police investigation. I'm, I'm going to spoil some of this, but, you know, it's right. a fucking 20-year-old movie, guys. Fucking, right. You know. Yeah, if you're getting spoiled. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, like, there's a police investigation that, like, we spend time on and we meet characters with that just stops midway through. We never go back to it. Uh, like, we don't figure out if Jamie Foxx is going to get off the hook for mm-hmm. all the shit that he's been implicated with. Right. We don't know if any of them are going to survive the actual mob hit that tom cruise was hired to kill them for right uh like i don't know there's just like there's a lot of shit that like you i don't know it wouldn't have taken much more to do but they're just like now nah, who cares about that <laughs> right. shit uh uh the, the fight's over so i don't know it's a fine movie it's better than transformers i was thinking it's weird that it's weird that anybody got nominated for an oscar for this movie but jamie foxx got supporting actor which i thought was very strange right and then i remembered he got nominated for actor for ray the same year and i was like, yeah, like you oh that's <laughs> a good year for jamie it yeah, was a good year for, i mean he won for for mm-hmm. ray right
0: uh, I think Steven Soderbergh got nominated for Best Director twice in the same I, year.
1: You know, I think it's fair. I, I, he's definitely not yeah. the supporting actor. If you yeah. think he's the supporting They're actor in, 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 yeah. in a Collateral, you don't understand the movie. Yeah. <laughs> right. Uh, and then finally, I watched Heathers for the first time. Uh, which is a you know oh, right a, a camp yeah. delight, uh, yeah. a camp classic. I think one that Growing I think we back. I think we left off our list when we did our, our uh, camp. one hundred percent. But I, I, I want I came in hot wanting to do a whole thing about. Yeah, is Christian Slater just doing Jack Nicholson all the time? But it turns out I read the trivia afterwards. He said that's like a big influence and, and a mm. thing he was trying to do for that movie. Mm-hmm. Now I have to pay attention, but I mean I, I hadn't read that before, but as soon as you make the connection in your brain, I was like, this guy's just doing an impression of Jack Nicholson, and I don't think that should count. I don't think he should be allowed to do that <laughs> uh, for a whole movie. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's a good time. Everybody's good at it. Uh, love Oda Ryder. Yeah.
2: I, uh, I, I had a, for a very short while I had a band, uh Named Eskimo because of Heather.
1: That's good. Yeah. I like that. That's funny. Uh, but yeah, I think that's it. That's
0: it. Glad y'all talked about real shit. So two out of three really wasn't bad.
1: <laughs> uh, do we want to do TMNT next week. I will be prepared for TMNT. Okay. Next week. <laughs> or we can do something else. But
0: sounds good to me. I want to fucking talk about
1: it. Yeah, let's mm. do it. All right, TMNT next week. Blue uh,
0: Beetle comes out on Friday. But oh, I just don't. God,
1: I, I just I want it to be good so bad. Yeah.
0: But I really want to talk about Ninja
2: Turtles because yeah. people need to see it while it's in theater.
1: It's hard to get... Even though I think that I'm
2: going to enjoy it, I feel like it's hard to be, get uh, motivated about Blue Beetle because it's, it's a lame duck. Yeah. You know, I mean, I know James Gunn is saying, oh, it's, it's definitely not a lame duck. It's totally a lame duck. Yeah.
1: Yeah. TMNT. Uh, Decided. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so thank you guys for listening. Uh, please rate, subscribe, tell your friends about the podcast if you want to get in touch with us. Tell us about any other Superman casting rumors that uh, we got wrong. Or what was the one we got Fantastic, Fantastic Four. Four. It doesn't matter. Any of the casting rumors that you want to share with us. You can reach us at realphoniesgmail.com. You can also follow us on Facebook and Twitter. At Real Phonies on Instagram. Or, uh, Real underscore phonies. Thanks to Zach Evans for art and Brian Velasquez for our theme. We'll see you guys later. Later.